Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, Jackie Cation here You're about to listen to The Dork Forest You know the websites Dorkforest.com Thedorkforest.com JackieCation.com has the links to everything Merch, the new album, my other podcast, videos of me doing stand-up. Dorkforest.com has all the notes and the video that you can watch of this show. Traditionally, I tell you to donate to the Dork Forest, but it is November and December. I ask that you donate to a local food bank because you should. It's, I don't know, you should do it all year, but what the heck. If you are donating to the Dork Forest using the PayPal link that gives every month, you can turn it off and turn it back on. You can do a matching to your food bank and donate to me as well. But all the money that I get uh, from the donations from November and December, I'll give to my local food bank. And so I will get all of that sweet, sweet karma. Other than that, you can buy merch. You can, for Christmas, there's new there's new t-shirts and stuff. But whatever it is, the Dork Forest, super fun, always available. I'm sure there's things I'm forgetting to say, probably band camp, but let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my uh, garage. That's right. And returning guest, I think. You've been on before, haven't you, Caitlin Gill? Yeah, I've dorked out a couple of times. That's it. We're, we're back. We're talking because you got a new dorkdom, and I want to hear about it because uh, I used to do this very thing, but I did it for the for a sort of a, a lateral man, not the man, because we printed <laughs> whatever. It's a, We'll get into it, but it's screen printing and T-shirts yep. and art and you're living in the desert by a national park yeah and you you have your current album the album that the last album that you did is called major was that your first album that was my first album so there you go you guys go to spotify and and look up major i helped promote that album let me just you say sure that. did and you kicked uh, off my little tour yeah uh, exactly and and uh, and now, if people want to, they can go and check out the T-shirts that you're doing because it's all T-shirts and screen printing now, because yep. uh, of lockdown. It's some people learn to play the piano. You got into T-shirts and screen printing. Yeah, I did. I did. What's I, the name of yeah. it? Guarantee. Guarantee shirts. Guarantee shirts. dot com for all your guaranteed T-shirts needs. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of different designs and awesome. guarantee shirts on all the social stuff. Um, yeah, and it, I, it will be in the notes. And guarantee is spelled g a g u a r a n t e e shirts dot com. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I picked a name that I would, as I said, I would fail this test in a spelling bee. This would, word would eliminate <laughs> me, and yet the pun on like on paper and in my mind is perfect. And then someone will go, "Well, you would you spell that website for me?" And no, no, I won't. I'm gonna get it wrong. <laughs> Just sound it out when you're at Google. Out. Google will help you, you Google find it. it. Google will fix it. Google will fix it just fine. I should get so, all the domains up, up around common misspellings of guarantee shirts and, and just redirect them back to my site as a mercy to all my sweet customers who suffer the I, same way I do. I do. I, I, I got the Dork Forest mm. uh, because uh, in, in addition to dorkforest.com. Smart. And it was, it's, uh, yeah, if you like a determiner, it's great. Uh, but it's a <laughs> lot. And, uh, but... What I want to know, see, I used to work in the t-shirt industry back in the day. What did day. you do in the t-shirt industry? 
Well, from college, we sold. Uh, I, I that was how I helped put myself through college with the help of some loans that took too long to pay off. Oh, of course, but, yes. Um, the the t- I sold. Um, my first t-shirt job was selling t-shirts at Wisconsin Badger football games. Oh, okay, uh, great. They were all yeah, yeah. seconds and irregulars. Yep. They were uh-huh. all, uh, and they were much cheaper and they all had slogans like fuck em, Bucky and sure. Wisconsin with Bucky relieving himself behind a tree. And, uh, and there were, Bucky yeah, is one tough. of the greatest mascots of all time. And I'm not surprised that the, the universe of Bucky t-shirts is incredibly wide. I myself had a, uh, a Bucky tee and it was conventional. Oh, right. That was the deal. So it just said Bucky. Uh, it was a okay. red sweatshirt that just said Bucky in white. But if you wore a jacket right, you could just see Uck. So it really looked like your sweatshirt just said fuck. Uh, and yep. I do appreciate that. I appreciate that sure. sincerely. So yeah, I yeah, thought about th- that. Th- that's funny forever. Uh, and oh, yeah. to a new generation every time. And, uh, and so that's what I sold during college. And then... Um, when I got out of college, uh, I moved to Minneapolis and I worked at a t-shirt. Well, in the summer, a couple of summers during college, I worked at a screen print place and, uh, in Minneapolis. Can you see me rubbing my hands? I'm rubbing my hands together. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, uh, while listening to Husker Du practice, because they were at the next building over (laughs) in the, uh, dodgy neighborhood that is now fully gentrified. Um, but I didn't do any of the screen printing because that was a learned skill. I did a lot of folding, a lot of folding of t-shirts. Oh, I fold so many t-shirts in different strategies for different purposes, for storage, for shipping. There is, I know a lot more about folding than I anticipated. Most of this is cleaning. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, there's a lot to talk about in terms of how to do screen printing or anything related to shirts, but especially screen printing. Uh, whatever I say, multiply it by three in terms of time commitment for cleanup. Like, okay. every, it's just cleaning. It's all cleaning. That is and folding and cleaning. Yeah, right, right. Well, here's the weird thing. So uh, I understand that there's been leaps and bounds in the screen printing industry where they're printing shirts using laser printers instead of screens. Oh, I mean, what you can do with t-shirts, the way that uh, apparel um, customizers are out there doing stuff is insane. There are, of course, printers that you just literally stick a t-shirt in and they print images direct on the garment, direct garment printers. Screen printing on an industrial scale, I don't even want to know. There were satellites most definitely involved. I feel like you need a full suit somehow. Gloves and mask <laughs> style. Sure. Machine talks to you. It makes suggestions. Like, even on the lower industrial scale, like a couple of rungs on the ladder above me where you get into the big spider machines that have like 8 to 16 arms for uh, screens and have and then you rotate a the screen panel underneath yeah. each one so you can do yep. like eight to and they're all like pneumatic with all these all the pressures are set computer wise there's no like tinkering with screws and stuff like okay that stuff blows my mind I have I mean I can scoot the camera yeah, around what, per, yeah, I have yeah, a show little me what you uh, got what are you using? so I got a cutie rig here's my t-shirt platen this is where the shirt goes there's glue okay. on here it's a very mo- gentle adhesive just to hold the shirt like Super in place. And a little four... I could throw a screen on there, but this is a little four-armed screen print machine. Um, Yeah. So I can have four screens at once. Yeah, Uh, so the screen goes in... 
into in, into where those knobs go, and it holds oh, good. it. I have a good one. Yes. So this these little arms hold on to the screen where I have burned an image, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, we'll I'm gonna want to talk about that. Yeah. But we get to this place once you get the image you want burned onto your screen. And it looks a little something like this. This is a Garen T-shirts original, my I Love it, Lil Nas X and I Vogue shirt, one of my faves. Um, I clamp it into place here. It's clearly and... the yellow screen right now. Yes, I use yellow screens, yellow, white, pink. There's a couple different colors to use. I like yellow for a couple of reasons, but um, you bring the right. arm down, Yep. pour some ink in there. I'd have to tape these yellow edges. Sure. Uh, because ink can creep through like jerks. There's a few different tapes to use, but I've settled on, surprisingly, the cheapest option. Controversial in the field. Throw down in the comments if you think blue painter's tape is not an appropriate screen printing tool. But I tape fresh every job, so works for me. Right, um, right, as long as it works. There is another screen printing tape. This stuff is fancy. Uh, so fussy. Really hard to tear. You need a knife. I'm out. I went old school. But yeah. I flood the screen with ink, and then um, you grab, I have a few squeegees. You have a squeegee? Mine yeah. Are off drying, but I have a little squeegee here. This is a squeegee. It's I have right. wooden squeegees. They're aluminum or wood-handled squeegees with little rubber uh, wedges on the end that are cut to pretty darn precise angles. And okay. you glide that over the screen. You flood the screen with ink, so I would get yeah. the entire image covered with ink. And then yep. in one smooth motion, push across the whole image to release that ink from the screen onto the substrate below, usually for me, a shirt. Um, right. And then you know exactly what, how much ink to pour? That's got to well, be a learned skill, right? So you can definitely pour too much or too little. Some screen printers, especially ones with maybe extra coin to spare on a bigger scale, won't like pull ink out of the screen. I'll try to save whatever I can from a job. Um, yep. Lots of reasons to, lots of reasons not to. But uh, you, it, if you put too much in, um, yeah. so I'm showing uh, an, an image for my audio listeners of the screen to Jackie, some of which is green and some of which is the just the screen itself, yellow. The green part has emulsion on it, which is a goo we can talk about at great length. When that goo is exposed to light, it gets super hard and water resistant. So you can't knock it out of the screen. And these mm -hmm. exposed areas are just straight up screen. So if ink is sitting, too much ink is sitting on an exposed area of screen, it's just gonna drip through or it's gonna flood and leave too much ink, maybe even bleed out of the edge of the stencil you've created. So you right. can definitely have too much ink in the screen, but it's more about where that ink is. Making sure you only have a really thin sheet of ink over your stencil will prevent that kind of like flood through. That I'm makes sense. I'm also kind of yeah. fussy about the ink I use. Jackie, I was clocking your tea, which is very crisp. You have a black tea with a sharp white image on it. And sure. I bet you can feel that image. It's a beautiful shirt. Pals makes yep. good shirts. It's yep. probably a white plastisol ink on a dark yep. shirt. The only way you're going to get a good look from an ink is to use the stuff that's based in pla it's plastic. It's a liquid plastic that becomes hard when you expose it to heat. Um, right. It's good shit. Almost everybody uses it. Um, I will only... White on black is like the most popular. You won't want it. You all want white on black. <laughs> Why won't you love white shirts like I do? Because <laughs> we're all but slobs. That's why. Um, well, I got 
don't worry, Garrett. T-shirts fans. Um, I got good news for slots coming soon. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna. It's it'll be a holiday launch, but if you get a guarantee shirt, you can replace your guarantee shirt for half price. Um, right. Mislav, I want you to wear it. Ruin them anyway. Uh, so because black and white is so popular, I will use white plastisol ink. But this stuff is a booger to clean. It is straight up just plastic goo. It right. hates sun cleaners. It's like. It's, it's not just, great um, for the environment. It's not honest, the most e- eco-friendly. Yeah, uh, uh, right, right. But there is supposedly eco-friendly inks, and so um, I use water-based yeah. inks. Water-based yeah. inks are, are better. They're much better. Better. They are still. They have an acrylic content, so they mm-hmm. are not perfect, but they are way less plasticky. They actually right. dye the shirt as opposed to rest on top of it. So mm-hmm. when you can feel the image on your shirt, like a screen print, when you run your hand across it, when you feel that little raised, rougher area, yeah. uh, your shirt does look super crisp. But the feel of that as a like someone who's making the shirt just appeals to me less. I love these water-based inks. You can't feel they them. They sink in. They sink in. They just go. It's nice. I went with... Um, I kept ruining shirts when I was screen printing. I ruined an enormous stack of shirts that I myself wear in public. So I decided to make myself work shirts. And like a psycho, I went with the logo for my company. So I work with my own face on me all day, which <laughs> was I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, I could send these to clients. What a cute idea. No, I just wear them. I am the one yeah. wearing me. Um, right. The image on the shirt is like just ridiculously soft. Uh, the quality is crazy. So I will... Water-based inks are harder to work with. They can dry in the screen. The plastisol ink never dries. It literally it just never dries. It doesn't change. It's I not should about have thought about content. what shirt I was wearing when I got on this it's, call. But you have a great clearly. shirt. It's become so reflexive. I look at every shirt everywhere. In stores, yeah. I just touch them like a monster. Um, yep. yep. When I got started making tees, I was using um, this cutie, if you can see it. It's a white toner printer. I bought this mm-hmm. fancy printer because I was worried I couldn't learn how to screen print. I didn't know where. Um, and it's a limited range of colors. Uh, each screen can only print one color at a time. You're only throwing one color ink in. And right. I thought that might be a limitation. So and then you gotta, got, you gotta line them up. You gotta line them up. That's why oh, they're on that, on that so spinny sharp. thing. So oh, sharp man. with the lining it's, up. That's why it's on that It's arm. a real lineup thing. Uh, and the arm is precise. We can lay, there are so many screws. My adjustment tool is a rubber mallet because everything's so tight. You're wedging like, ding, 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 right, like a jeweler with show. giant hands. Uh, <laughs> but I got this white toner printer so I could do stuff that has all sorts of colors on it. It prints an under base of white under an image so that when I do put it on a shirt using these extra fancy transfer things, everything looks really cool um, okay. and bright. And I can use unlimited colors. So those okay. are awesome. But they, to me, feel like Plastisol ink. And they last, but like, not quite as long as Plastisol ink. So I love them. I use them all the time for full color images. A bunch of mm-hmm. stuff in my shop, I use them. But full I'm color. pulling more yeah. toward recreating full color with my forearm screen print by doing CMYK processing. Which okay. is how a printer works. So mm-hmm. I am become printer, where <laughs> I work with a piece of art the same way a newspaper would, because it's a little bit how newspapers would print. Um, 
in the t- in the times before. Um, so your printer, if you've replaced its cartridges, you know you've got those four colors: the weird pink, the weird blue, yeah. the yellow, and the black. Um, so if you break an image apart into those pictures, usually using halftones, which is t- mm-hmm. taking a solid image and re-representing it as dots, usually maybe okay. lines, but as dots, mm-hmm. um, I can uh, rebuild an Im- a full-color image using cyan, yellow, magenta, and black yeah. all together, um, which is a crazy process. Not every image comes easy, but you can do it most of the time. Um, you start working with super, super fine holes in your screens and... Uh, it's amazing to see it work and all come together. Uh, yeah. So from beginning what? to end with the art, it's a lot of photoshopping. It's a lot of breaking into channels and then turning those channels yeah, into bitmaps. And yeah, let's break it. Let's let's back up about it. You get an image. Let's yeah. say you get the image of my new album, Staycation, and yeah. uh, and it's um, and you you get a Photoshop image. It's done. Right? It's a PSD yeah. file. It's whatever kind of file. What kind of file do you like to work in? Do you like a, a Photoshop JPEGs PSD? are fine, but as soon as I get a JPEG, I want the background to go away. If there's any yep. solid color background, I'm going to ditch it. So you can save a file with transparency as a PNG. I don't okay. I don't know what PNG stands for. Pretty nosy graphics. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you I can do, do know it, that but when that's you, how you know how you do it. Yes, yeah. You'll find that my level of expertise is capable of doing it. Not always understanding everything that's happening. But the more <laughs> that I'm breaking into it, the more I get like when I first learned halftones, I learned series of things to click with Photoshop open. And now I'm like, I see it. And I can oh, see wow. them everywhere. <laughs> this takes time. Yeah. So yeah, PNG so, file will do it. So, so you, get, you get a file or a PSD, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever mm-hmm. you need. And, um, and then how does it get on the screen? How are you burning it onto the screen? So Photoshop um, is going to, you can tell Photoshop, okay, I'm going to look at this on screens like monitors or phones. So let's work with RGB color, red, green, and blue, which is how screens recreate all the colors we're looking at. Um, And screens are like, electronic screens are so good at it. It's just so seamless and pretty. Those are the colors they use to bring it all together to make everything that we're looking at. Printing Uh, If you intend to print something, you can tell Photoshop, hey, I'm going to need to make this physical. Can I look at it in cyan, yellow, magenta, and black? And it'll change the color mode so you're actually looking at a representation of what your printer is going to do when it gets the the image. Um, As layers? Well, so you get there. Yeah, you're just looking at the regular image, but when you're... Diving uh, too deep into Photoshop manuals, you'll find the channels tab. And the channels okay. are where you're going to see each each color represented individually. So I can okay. turn off all the other colors and just look at, say, the cyan, the blue that's in an image. Okay. And that's all I'd see. Um, once I get find all my channels, you separate them. So now I have a file for each color. Um, the thing I need to do is uh, I can't have big solid blocks they all need to blend together. And the way you ask colors to sort of meet up and marry, the way you ask yellow and cyan to become green, part yeah. of it is this trick of making a halftone bitmap, which is another fun game you play in Photoshop. 
Okay. Which essentially takes a black and white image, right? Yep. Black and white, we think, has gray in it. Mm-hmm. Once I knock out the channels individually, they're all black and white. Uh, once they're all alone, they hang out in black and white. But okay. gray is of no use to me. I need gray to get out of town. So <laughs> once you uh, take a black and white image and are like, okay, close but no cigar, show me the halftones. Halftones are like, cool, I got it. No grays, just dots, black dots that get smaller and smaller, the lighter the gray gets. So okay. dark gray, big old black dots. Light gray, little teeny, little teeny black dots. And our eyes are like, gray. Our eyes have been looking at newspapers our whole lives. This is, newspapers are all plenty, printing in black. When mm-hmm. you see gray, you're seeing teeny black dots, and your eyes are just telling your brain, hey, I know they're dots, but it's cool. Just just fill in gray, please. Right. Um, so I get the halftones made. You can make them teeny, teeny. You can make them big. Uh, I really love working in sort of a comic strip style where the halftones, I feel like I have a piece of work around I could grab. The halftones are sort of visible. If you okay. think about reading, like, the Sunday funnies. Yeah. Like where red is always a little weird. You can see the edges of the yellow bleeding and you can yeah. definitely tell green got there by smushing two inks together. Like I do like appreciating the tactile quality of it. So I'll, I'll stray toward making things look like a comic strip too often, but uh-huh. you can get super fine, like newsprint style halftones. So yeah. that's what I print out of my printer. Black dots, okay. black dots and blobs that represent where each color needs to be to make the whole picture come out right. Yeah. Um, then to burn a screen, the next decision you have to make is like how fine an Im- like the detail is because there are, are different you just kinds getting, of screens. Are you just buying chicken wire? Or are you just buying screens or are you buying them framed like that? I buy them framed like that. You can get okay. just the frames and the screen material. I'll just embrace it so it knows I care. <laughs> um, but um, that's just a facility I don't have. Once I have like right. a table to stretch a screen over, I might take mm-hmm. that over just to save costs and to repair yeah. them in house because you do, I'm embracing it gently for a reason. These are my babies. They must be cared for. Um, they break, and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They split. This is just the screen. Yeah. Um, but they have different meshes. So this is a pretty fine mesh screen that I am displaying for Sweet Jackie. It is a 230 mesh screen. They go down way lower. So if you have a big, if you're using plastisol ink and it's a big solid image, then go low. You can do one pass, no problem. But if I'm doing super fine detail for color work, I need a higher mesh screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to be pushing the squeegee over probably twice to get the right amount of color. And sometimes I'll be drying the shirt a little bit um, with something called a flash dryer or a hair dryer. If, say, you haven't bought a flash dryer yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, that so was the other thing, is that's when I would fold the shirts. They would go through essentially like a conveyor belt a with a dryer, a little oven, a yeah. little pizza oven. They'd get to the other side, and I would pick them up and fold them and then stack them and then put so, them in boxes. Yeah. Yeah, once you screen print, you got a wet shirt. You got a shirt with wet ink on it, and wet ink ain't going to stay there. And ink right. stays wet longer than you think in different weird ways than you think. So, yes, if someday when my shop is giant, I will have that little pizza oven for shirts where you stick a shirt in, image up, and it slides through on a little belt, and it is mm-hmm. exposed to the heat element, really even heat element, all the way across. Um, and by the time even, it shoots out the other yeah. side to you to fold, yep. the equivalent you uh, mm-hmm. in the future. Um It'll be ready. I have a combo tool that works for a bunch of different stuff, including my white toner printer 
This is how my fancy transfers end up looking fancy on my shirt. This is a uh, heat press. It is a giant iron, an all-powerful <laughs> iron. It is a uh, 16 by 20 uh, inch surface that gets hot up about three. I mean, I use it at about 325 mm-hmm. to cure um, shirts for about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, okay. Yeah. Um, it so three minutes. With yeah. Clamps. Precise pressure, and you can change the pressure. This is like. Um, Are you putting yeah. like a parchment paper or something, wax paper or something in between? Yes. For the transfers that I use from the white toner printer, I will use a Teflon coated sheet. So it lets, lifts off particularly clean. Um, I use great. a wax paper sheet for the screen printing. It's just a mm-hmm. gentler grab, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And it ends up nice and matte. I don't want any shine to... Um, yeah, it just ends up right. Um, you have yeah. to cook out all of the water. you got to cook it all out. It's dry in like 30 seconds, but mm-hmm. you got to leave it in there to like fully cure the acrylic that is in the water-based ink so that the... Like your shirt, your black shirts with the white bold print, or for mm-hmm. anybody who's wearing a black shirt with a bold print on it, that plastic is fused to the shirt. It's not going anywhere. Right. It dyed the Eventually. shirt a little bit. But more, it's like cling it. It's one of those pencil koalas from the past that just grips to the end of your pencil on the threads. And it is right. not letting go. And so it cracks. Um, like it. That, of course, yes. That's what'll so, happen. Yeah. That's the problem. Uh, Plastisol, for all its virtues, is a solid layer. So when it breaks, when you stretch it, you'll see those cracks. Hopefully it'll snap back and it'll hold its image, but it will crack over time. The other thing that happens is when you're washing it, this is true for my white toner printer too, and why I started getting into breaking uh, images up that have too much solid space in them to use half tones um, just to make less solid space. the idea being that when you wash a shirt, water hits the back of your image, right? Or the front. And it has nowhere to go. If it's got a solid coat, water's just swap, swap, swapping against yep. the image on your shirt. It can't get through. So mm-hmm. over time, if you've ever had a, a design on your shirt sort of wear out in a corner of the image, it's just water, like, trying to find a way through in the wash. Um, Erosion. Yes. Water-based ink won't do that so much. It'll vintage, like, a little bit, but it stays, It really holds its character in the wash because water can just, like, push right through the image, which is nice. Um, yeah. So, and that, and so what you'll do is you'll end up wearing your shirt out before you wear out uh, the design with a water-based ink. Totally. Um, and it, that's interesting. Yes. And plastisol's not going anywhere. Like, as worn out as your shirt's going to get, the image will still be there. There's a reason plastisol ink shirts are all over vintage shops and thrift stores. It's because you can still see the stuff on them. <laughs> they are mighty, but I think water-based is going to be... Um, it just wins. I do think its big uh, drawback, and you can work around it to some degree, is that it is harder to work with on dark shirts. People really like to wear dark-colored t-shirts. It's true. I, turns out, am in the minority of people who wear almost exclusively white tees. Um, but uh, yeah, that's you can. That, that's gutsy stuff to wear to wear white t-shirts, and it's, um, it's just it looks right. I know 
by all the numbers, I am supposed to like a black t-shirt, but every time I'm reaching for a white tee with something I like on it, I well, that is yeah, can't shake got, it. Yeah, what got you into it? What uh, I what what sent you into the desert uh, to make t-shirts? <laughs> well, uh, so March 2020, mm-hmm. um, I kind of looked lockdown. Yeah, I kind of looked around and realized like I was going to have to find something else to do. And I think even knowing that, not having any idea how long things were going to be the way that they were, that it would probably be a good idea if I found something productive to do outside of stand-up anyway. I had been milking that udder a long time and not enough milk to drink kept coming out. And I really loved milking it. Like, I loved the hours, the cow, the smells, but there was simply not enough milk in the bucket. Um is this so, an analogy that you weren't making a living? I was poor. I was poor. My teeth hurt. <laughs> uh, I've been poor for a long time. I am poor and 40. I am poor and sure. 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I started to take a look, and uh, the job market seemed a little squishy, given that mm-hmm. no one could leave their home. And not to completely such an American move to immediately monetize an interest or a hobby, but when I looked at, like, okay, I think I want to work for myself anyway. I think that's something I really love about stand-up. I sort of had the right opportunity after the album came out to take a swing. And Mm -hmm. I just thought, like, I have always... So I love t-shirts. I get a little um, tunnel vision about what I'm wearing. I've always felt weird about getting dressed. I'm not good at it. T-shirts are a huge part of just how I feel comfortable moving around in the world. I always have a favorite one that I wear too much. I I have a tattoo on my arm of me wearing, or it's a cat, wearing a black and white striped shirt and a a yellow sweater because I wore that outfit into the ground. When I had more, uh, like, photos on Facebook, scrolling through my photos essentially looked like two or three very long days. And it would just be (laughs) month-long periods in which I was only wearing this one thing. Like, as in March 2020, it was this shirt from Cantor's, uh, an amazing deli in LA. It's just a rad shirt of a lady holding a sandwich she's about to eat. And I wore it so often and started to get scared that I would ruin it. So I went back to Cantor's and bought it again. I have two sure. of those. And I did that over. I had so many Backups. black and white t-shirt, black and white striped tees. And mm-hmm. they, I would rank them like they had superiority in the drawer. <sighs> They're, you know, I had a strong favoritism happening. I really <laughs> would lean toward one with the right cut. Uh, I had no idea what the right cut was. I have a better idea of what makes a good tea now. Um, but I, I was just add, realized yeah. this is something I really think. I love having a t-shirt I love. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be really happy if I could make teas that people like were stoked to wear. Yeah. And looking at the startup costs of this business, you know, it's a little bit more than a hot dog cart. Uh, right. I've spent a lot of money to make a print shop, but I own all of the equipment in my print shop. And I'm really proud of the things they can produce. Yeah. And I'm an apprentice without a master, but like I make shirts that I would be stoked to wear. All I wear are my own shirts. And I don't even think about being scared that I don't have something to wear. Yeah. And that feels so cool. Like if somebody f- came upon my site and s- found a shirt that made them feel good, like... Mm-hmm. That's a crazy feeling. That feels pretty cool to me. Worth That's awesome. investing and worth learning a lot for. Okay. <laughs> and honestly, it was art from one comedian. Greg Edwards is one of my favorite comics uh, from the Bay in L.A. Coolest dude. 
Um, he's also an artist, a visual artist, and his art's incredible. And he was one of the first people I reached out to when I started printing stuff. And just now we're rolling out his release coming soon, which is super exciting on his own site. Um, but I got, I started making his shirts with the white toner printer, which has a lot of capabilities, but it was falling short and I thought his art deserved better. So Mm -hmm. I learned how to screen print. (laughs) it just had to happen his stuff needs to be on tees it looks right on white tees they look so good i should pull one out i have my model wearing one hang on i'll get it yep Uh, yep do it do it but it was worth uh investing in and they're about to come out you know i keep seeing things become real as the shop continues to evolve Um, yeah yeah it's um You'll notice on my site, if you check out guaranteeshirts.com, that I have a, uh, a non-binary icon for a model. It's my skeleton, Leslie. Leslie looks like all of us on the inside, so I thought Leslie might be good as a model. She's That's sure. a lot of backstory for a Home Depot skeleton, but hey, look, it really works. <laughs> she fits in the photo box. Um, there you go. They, uh, non-binary. Uh, today, right. she's feeling she. So that is a print shirt from the Redline collection of Greg Edwards' work. Um Oh, wow. Which, yeah, I am super excited about. Uh, How many colors is that? Three. So it's black, That's gray, and color. red. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, and just you getting do the, gray's the gray. Ready. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Had to, you had to so, screen the grays. Yeah. So you can do CMYK to recreate an image if you need to. If it's got 15 colors in it, that's the only way you're going to do it. But Greg's work is primarily black, red, and gray. So I was able to isolate those three colors and tailor mix a red so that it was really deep and sharp, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do combining magenta and yellow. Pick a gray, and there's kind of a different one for each one of his pieces that sets it off right, and use a nice rich black. Um... So if you had an image, say, that was just green, purple, and gray, mm-hmm. I'm not going to use CMYK. For, I'm going to go ahead and just mix those three colors. Uh, I mix, use a Pantone guide and find out which recipe works for your paints, and I mix up the colors uh, right, right. with a little scale with, like, mm-hmm. bases. It's just got a creamy base paint that you just color up um, right. with your pigments. Um so yeah, if you've got four or less colors to work with, there's no need to go into the mania of CMYK recreation. But it is cool to know that, like I just made a shirt for comedian Steph Tolev that I think had 14 total colors in it that I just used by sort of combining halftones right. Okay, and did you use the, the printer or did you use, did you somehow use the four? You had That's so all. you have the four colors on the on the arms, and then you pull those screens out, add four more colors. Oh, sorry, that was a CMYK screen print. So there were only four screens. I managed to make fourteen colors by ha- placing the halftones right, so that in some okay. places, magenta and yellow combined to make red, and yellow and blue combined to make different greens. Got and it. A wide range of greens. So like in that particular shirt. It's you can see Steph's sort of zombie face that's all yellow, and she's got green on her face, but some of it's highlights, some of it's shadows. So mm-hmm. the highlights are smaller blue dots to make green yep. dots, and then they're shadowy larger blue dots that make green dots. Yeah. So they look like a darker green. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool to see it come together. And that one is the most. Uh, I made Steph's site, StephTolive.com. Uh, you can see a couple pieces of the kind of comic booky style. That's fun right. to work in. What, a comic strip, um, I should say. 
Right. So it's it's on her website, and you, um, I got I'm digressing here. Just a quick yes or no. Did you make her website? I did. You said okay. So you also make websites. So when I was thinking about this whole t-shirt thing, I love t-shirts for me, but I also never figured out how to make t-shirts as merch as a comedian. Merch is hard for comics. Uh, It's expensive. Um, It's hard to get a return on in ways that people don't expect. Um, So a big part of my business is helping sort of close that gap for comics now, helping comics who are like at the right point to... Maybe have a website if they didn't, or make their website a little bit cooler. Like mm-hmm. I've stumbled around Squarespace enough to at least make one better if yours if you didn't like yours. Uh, right. <laughs> and to get some T-shirts out. Right. So there are lots of ways to do it, but I'll so work it was part. With... It was part of a way to help the comics yeah. that you already are supporting and are and are working. Yeah, my thing with merch and T-shirts is that I would never. I don't want to sell a shirt that I wouldn't be willing to wear. That I wouldn't be excited to wear. That's the right? thing about throwing up stuff. Like, there's lots of... Sh- I've bought shirts from, like, Threadless or Society6, but it is hard to control the quality that your, like, fan gets. I don't think right. that's the same as, like... Man, you're a fan. Like, you did something for an artist. Like, it matters to me that when you open the bag, the shirt's folded right so that the image is staring right at you, that there's a little thank you note that, like... You know, you pull it out and you wear it. What good yeah. is it if it's a Gildan tee? I'm not coming for you, Gildan. I have worn many of your products over the years, but if it's like not what a tee that g- looks or feels good, right. it's going to sit in a drawer. It's not, I don't know if it's a Gildan soft, but there's a certain brand of Gildan that actually hangs correct on me. Yes. And yeah. that I that I actually do like. There's a, a Gildan cut that works. For sure. The, the shirts that I use for my merch are uh, Bayside, because they're made in America. Yes. And I use the Bayside Union Made, because they're the only Union Made that I've been able to find. And, and I think that's the coolest. I wish, man, when I can afford those blanks. Well, that's it. It's, it's a cruel it's, twist of horrible capitalism that, like, that is a, that's aspirational, and it shouldn't be. Right, because they're they're expensive. Each of these shirts, it's you know, and I don't make a lot of money on the shirts because I don't want to charge, yeah, a million dollars for the shirts, especially at shows. At shows, I want to yeah. charge twenty bucks. Yeah, uh, online, I charge thirty five dollars, and the the shirts yeah. themselves cost almost eleven bucks each, and yeah. you can get shirts for four dollars each. Wait, just the yeah. blanks cost eleven shirt eleven dollars, right? Or your printed um, shirts? No, the printed shirts are eleven dollars. Okay. Wow! How yeah. many do you buy? We'll talk later. <laughs> it's I, I get. I usually I only get a hundred at a crack. Okay. Yeah. So um. So I don't. That's about closer. Okay. 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 Yeah, because if I could, if I had room to store them, because mm-hmm. uh, right now I have in my garage. Oh yeah. I, I have shelves of merch that needs to be moved. Uh, yeah. I have a, a meat shield t-shirt that Jenny Fine did the art on, and it's a charity shirt. It says in Latin, uh, malus yeah. impederect, uh, artibus impederect. It means getting in the way of bad behavior. And then it has like so a, June, a June Cleaver image. And all of those shirts, all I take is the cost, right? Right. In, and, I, and I don't include the cost of what I pay for packaging. 
I've, oh, I've, I've sort of rounded man. it up and the shipping and it's all very expensive. And, but I wanted to donate something back because mm-hmm. we're living in a weird time. And yes. so I have a lot of those shirts and I don't do that, but that bit anymore. Right. So <laughs> it is, uh, I'm bringing them this week. I'm going to Chicago. This will air afterwards, but uh, I'm trying to bring them on the road more because people buy shirts on the road yes. kind of more than they do over the internet. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I have, uh, I bought right in February of 2020, right before lockdown, it might've been in December, but it was right before lockdown. I got two new designs for what I thought was, I was about to record a new album. One was the squish with whomever you wish shirt, uh, with the brawny paper towel guy and a, a Swiss miss lady and a gummy bear all hugging. And, um, and the other one is a bunch of quotes from my dad, Jenny fine. Again, art doing the art, a drawing of my father. And, those two shirts, I have, I have almost all of them still. So it's just hard to, <laughs> but, uh, but the the Bayside Union made, like I would, uh, they're very thick, and so they last a long time. Some people like that yes. sort of American. The what was the one that was here with the elbow squeezer dude in L.A.? Oh, American Apparel. American Apparel. That uh, American Apparel is the yes. Um, he, he's the the now the, disgraced former everyone's favorite shirt. Right now, Bella Canvas is popular. They're made in L.A. I wish that I liked their shirts better. I think they're too thin, and they also have too slim a cut to be flattering. I mean, I sell as many two or three X's as I do smalls and mediums. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just feel like the shirts have got to fit everyone. So what are you Uh, using? What are you using? I use Next Level uh, 3600. It is not a cool name, uh, but I think it is a very cool shirt. I'm wearing one now. I think it's just got like little fashionable touches. Their hems are really nice and they're small, although I think big hems are coming. Mark my words. I think we're all going to want a chunky collared t-shirt within the next year. It's coming. I was right about the Raglan cut, and this is coming. I'm telling you. Uh, but right now what's in is like a slimmer neckline, um, so not a chunky collar around the neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've just got like little touches that feel right and feel like a crisp t-shirt. Uh, yeah. They also have a side seam, which is kind oh, of a interesting. big deal. That most is a big stuff, deal. So most tees for like any free tee you get, like a Gildan, is made with a tubular cut. And, I, you know, there are some days or some reasons why a tube cut really fits right. But that means it's just a giant tube of fabric that they whoop, sort of lips, uh sleeves on. Here's a, too much info for the, for the Rangers. I'm yeah. about to show you that whatever this t-shirt, that whatever the Portland bookstore is using. Yeah. Uh, it's got a seam. It's got a left seam. That's a nice tee. Uh, and it'll fit right. So the next levels are made with a, uh, a side seam, which means that it's two panels that are sewn together in the middle, which means the front of the shirt can have a slightly different cut. Um, and it's also, it's going to lay right. Sometimes tube cut shirts get a little wrinkled or weird coming out of the wash. Um, they don't have a, a center structure to hold them together. So their fibers can get like whoop, sort of bent 
um, with wear and tear, but a two cut that's like slightly less likely to happen. And when it does, you can snap it back into shape. Um, but it'll, Here. it lays better. It looks better. And you don't know it, but when you pick up a tee and it's like, this feels expensive, it's probably a side seam shirt. <laughs> that's what you're looking okay. at. Okay. Uh, what you, what I want you to do is to talk to the, uh, dork force listeners for a second while I go grab this shirt. I'm going to be right back. Yeah. Uh, well, sweet dorks, um, I'll tell you that I've missed Jackie Cation and hearing her in audio form simply isn't enough. And the fact that you don't get to zoom with her is a real shame because she's honestly a treasure. Um, and we went on tour together at the, when my album went out, uh, she came to the Bay area with me and, uh, she still talks to me, even though I got a little lost in the woods where there was no cell phone reception and she very, very almost missed a flight out of SFO. So she's truly a friend. What? I didn't talk about that time you almost missed a flight, uh, because I got lost in the woods. Oh, when I no insisted worries. we stay at an Airbnb just so we didn't have to move hotels, but you know, every night was a long drive. Worth it? I don't know. Worth it. But that Worth place it. was cute. Here's the interesting thing. The Bayside is n- is a tube. Yeah. There's no sides. I'm not surprised. It's it's um, kind of an issue that like, yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. Wait, do you know how many colors do you have printed on that one? Two, right? Three? Is that a three this color is, print? This is no. This is a uh, the dark forest might shirt. Be four. It's it's the new dark wow. forest shirt. Oh, that looks sick. That's a two color print. That looks awesome. But it's no, it's, it's actually another. It's yeah. Do you, you see might, that accent you have color black too? Yeah, like the, the white. The, I see white, green, and red, and maybe a black too. Uh, that looks sick. Oh yeah, there's that might be uh, and, but it is plasticized. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, except yeah. for, is it? It's it might it be probably, it is a mix. It might be. It, they're I, getting softer and softer. I can't come for plasticol ink. Honestly, it's the and <laughs> it's the cleanup. It's so prohibitive. So for most comics, because of the issue that you have where you have so many shirts that didn't mm-hmm. sell, like you bought them for $13 a piece and you're thinking, awesome, I'm selling these for 20 or 30 or whatever bucks. I'm going to make so much money, you said, rubbing your hands together until you have four <laughs> extra smalls and like three mediums and all anybody wants to buy is large. Like there's always XX, excess stock. And if you're shipping anything, it's really expensive. And this yeah. isn't pitch zone, but that sucks. It's not sustainable. So I tried to think about a way to not do that. Um, yeah. So for yeah. a lot of screen printing and all of my white toner printing, I do it made to order. Mm-hmm. So the shirt mm-hmm. is a little bit more, especially with multicolor screen prints. I probably like I could probably hit thirteen dollars, depending. But well, the weird uh, thing. So the 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 in the end, I pay for all the shipping and stuff, and just send you money when you sell your shirt, and you never have any like comics. Then don't have all this stock. And fans oh. don't like so you, it. Doesn't oh, so make you're any fulfilling. sense to do it that way. Yeah, I, so you, I do you're every, doing I fulfillment. Do it, I have the whole last print shop. Um, okay. And it was exactly that reason that comics are spending like a thousand bucks to buy a stack of shirts. And like, I know in my heart, they're not. If they make that money back, that's a ba- That's the, like a reasonable goal for a merch investment. Making right. money on merch is a whole job. Um, so I just tried right. to give myself that job. <laughs> <laughs> but here, I mean, the, the, here's the, I, I will tell people that are fans of stand-up comedy and buy merch at, cl- at shows, which I uh, definitely, thank what you. you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. What you're doing is you're literally paying for lunch. Yeah. You're, 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 you're feeding. Yeah, that's, you're, that's food. 
that's food. That's uh, to and from the airport. That's yep. gas money. You're literally that's everything before you get the check at the end of the weekend. Right. It's, and that check is spent. <laughs> if you're meeting, that, that check has places to go. <laughs> right. And, it, and, it, and if you get that check and you get to take all of it home, that's the bonus, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's so that's fascinating that you're also doing, and so you're just printing them on demand to some extent, is what you're telling me. Yeah, whenever what, I can. You just um, use those words, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and whenever <laughs> like some people buy more in advance because they're going on the road and they want a stack of shirts to sell, yep. and then I'll take their shirts back when they get home and just sell them online to okay. help sort of keep that inventory going. Yeah. But to me, it was like I just looked at all the things that made it impossible for me to do merch, mm-hmm. and. I tried to like sort of troubleshoot fix, that. get in the way, like, yeah, make it a little easier because I really love doing this stuff. And merch is like, Oh, it's, it's money. All comics need money, especially at the level I can do. Like I'm mm-hmm. not doing stadium comics merch. I'm not making Jeff Dunham shirts. Right. Like these are people I've known as I've worked in comedy for the last decade. Plus like, right. Uh, And they're going to, some will explode past my reach where managers and producers take on the huge burden of their industrial merch production. But for the most part, this is real people who have real fans and they need real money and people are so excited to wear their shirt. And it's like, the more handmade it is, the more connected to the fan it is. This is for fans. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And this is made, and it has sort of a very, this has a... Because of how heavy this shirt is, and because they're so of, nice, they're really nice. But they also have a bit of a oh, do they, did you get that at Target kind of feel when you know they don't have that sort of. But they're also the designs aren't they aren't dumb, you know. I mean, there's there, yeah. um, and I and I mock openly a shirt Jake Johansson sells to this day. And all, huh. it's a beautiful shirt. I think he still sells it, but it's a be- it's, it looks like the shirt itself cost 15 bucks before it was printed. And then in an almost right. the same color, two color design, yeah. it's just a word that says, touch it. It's the dumbest fucking shirt. Black well, and black looks so it's, good. It's almost so that. Good. I think it's maroon. White on white also looks sick. Yeah. And I just. Okay. And, okay. And when I first saw it, I said, what the hell is this? And he said, I have a mortgage. Leave me alone. No kidding. It's like, <laughs> sell it. And his fans it, love it. Yeah. I just wish he didn't have to buy a gazillion of those to sell to the, like, the people who want the maroon on maroon Jake Johansson, Jake Johansson shirt. Like, they right. exist. You're out there. But uh, there's always going to be too many made. Um, and I think it's prohibitive for a lot of comics that are on the climb. Features can sell tees. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you've gone to a comedy show and you love the comic that performed before the headliner, that happens a lot. And they need a break. Like, I've been her. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So oh, her yeah. selling a t-shirt is a huge deal. Right. Uh, buy, buy the features uh, merch before you buy the headliners merch just because they're making exponentially much less money. And they yeah, need yeah. it for gas and, and food more than the headliner does. And and if you can run through all of their money, whatever anybody, like I was at some club and it's, 
it's I I forget what I was doing. I think they said I couldn't. Oh, I know. It was Vegas. It was a horrible week in Vegas that I had. <laughs> and the and the feature, the MC was selling a shirt, and it was um, it was terrible. But he he asked me if he could sell. Because mm-hmm. that's what we have to do. We have to ask the headliner mm-hmm. if we can sell. And I always say yes, because I know the price differential, the right. pay scale. And yeah. I said yes. And then that guy made fun of me for having said yes, because he had to ask. And I was like, what just happened? Now I want to say no. Can I take it back? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's, uh, there's so many... It's nice that um, the nuance so of stand-up I, I'm blows. I'm so thankful for fans, but um, as in terms of my business, I kind of do get to pick, um, and I don't know that I would have made those MC shirts. Um, you know, not to say, yeah, it's it, there's no club to get into, but it's nice since I haven't seen anybody that I worked with in comedy for a year and a half to reach out and be like, hey, I can make you a thing if you yeah. want. <laughs> I think I can get right. pretty far just with the people I already know and probably dorks in the dork forest already know that are like sweethearts. Yeah, um, that you want that you want to work with. That's the great thing about having your own business here. the last year and a half was putting my feet on the ground. Like in stand-up, it's feast or famine, right? You don't make enough or you make kind of a lot. I feel like you are one of the few pioneers that like championed out. Like, I don't know. Uh, to me, you seem so successful and comfortable in a way that didn't come with like the enormous "everybody loves Raymond," uh, like where everything turns well, into which sort I would of not a comically large parody so of what stand-up all... is. No kidding, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think you know how hard that path is. That like yeah. for a long time, and occasionally, probably still in your comedy world, there are some gigs where like you're so happy to do them for the peanuts you get, and then some gigs where it's like that took me 15 minutes. Why did I get paid so much? Like, <laughs> it's right. Uh, it can and, be really and there's gigs that that pay just okay that I thought would be fun that are a nice. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, well, why did I? How did I not remember totally. that a uh, that the Tropicana in Las Vegas? is probably done. It's not worth the fuss. Yeah. 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 It's, I just thought, um, sort of finding another way to think about like, what can I do that helps? And also maybe is a way that I can earn something. I see like, I can relax a little bit knowing I can like plan a different way to help that might get me paid a little bit, not anything crazy, but, um, like, I'm kind of not waiting for uh, my teeth to hurt or be able to replace them all with diamonds anymore. I think that I have a, like a cool job that helps my friends. And I don't know if you can ask for much more in the midst of the world we currently find ourselves occupying. So yeah, more people right. need to buy the shirts, credit, go to guarantee yeah. shirts, <laughs> but it is really cool to see it all come Giant together. Ad. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, Oh, yes. Are uh, you doing any of the art? Are... Yeah. So I work with artists you, and I have are... some designs that I made. Um, but anything I get back from graphic designers I work with has this whole extra life to go through before it's ready to be on a surface. So some illustrations mine, but that's not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is taking things off a screen and getting them onto a surface, which is like... A whole thing. And you heard about it with the bitmaps and all the lines and the dots. 
that's part of the process, but it's also conceptualizing a design from its origins so that it is designed for print. Looking at your Dork Forest shirt, that is such a clean, colorful design for a screen printer. That the bright, bold colors that don't overlap, they come so close together so you can really work with the precision, but your screens are going to be clean. That is a beautiful design for a screen printer, <laughs> but they don't all come that way. So if right. I'm working with a crazy gradient and a bunch of colors touching each other, it's just like the surgery of getting that to work, figuring out what tool's going to make it feel the best on the tee. Um, and it's like, I just keep getting excited about more ways to do stuff. And I finally have a tool collection, like, right. that I'm not at the end of its universe yet. There's still so much more I can do with four screens in one station. And I drool of having the giant nomadic spider-legged machine. It makes me feel crazy to think I know what to do with that. Like that last is... year, I don't know what I don't know what to do with the, this year when I see one of those, I'm just like, "Oh, baby, cook it. I'm doing an underbase. I'm doing like, oh, I'm going to ghost out the black on that shirt and throw so many colors on that I could yeah, it's uh crazy to think um how fun this is when you learn it. So for now, I'm going to crank out a bunch of beauties on my little cutie machines, but I got eyes on how you to do stuff. On, on, on bigger machinery. Yeah. Upgrade, and I really hope that my own tees, people love them so much that I need to get bigger tools, and I hope that comics want, like, yeah. so many fans go nuts over their adorable shirts that um, that happens. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And what a weird place to find myself, and I've, this stuff's so cool. Yeah. Zips up the squeegee makes on the screen and the like getting a stencil right. You expose the you print it out in a black in black on a transparency and you put the screen over a little light box with its goo on it and then you wash off all the goo that's not exposed and then what's left. I mean sometimes you get it entirely wrong and welcome to your afternoon of cleaning. You're cleaning out your tub, you're cleaning your screen, you're starting all over again, you're waiting for it to dry, but then it works and you're holding this thing up to the sun. And it's such an old way to do art that yeah. for like literally thousands of years, people have held screens up to the sun and been like, did I get it? And like, <laughs> nah. Or like, yeah. It's just that like, is awesome. As I haven't gotten uh, to play much as a physical artist. It's cool. That is awesome. Well, I think we, I think we ended there. It's been an hour. Caitlin Gill, uh, everyone it's, go to guarantee shirts and at least Look at the work. Look at the work that it and and yeah, we got a glimpse into. Gaze upon Check it. See if Leslie. you like any of She's it. She's back. Leslie, say goodbye to Jackie. Thank you for joining us and modeling the print shirt. You did a great job. Um, they are beautiful. Leslie makes appearances in, in, in merch kitchen stuff too. Yay! Good job, Leslie. You're doing great. Well, thanks, dorks. Thanks for being on the show. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat. My hat. My hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?